0: Hebrews 10:23, the New Living Translation. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Bible before breakfast, Mildred king here. Good morning. Today is a really good day. And a rather emotional one for me. Today is the 22nd of August, a day where my dreams became physical manifestation, where my faith produced. And I'll tell you why. A lot of people know, but for those of you who don't know, today happens to be the birthday of my two youngest children. And they are signs that God can be trusted. They are the proof that God can be trusted. Now today I may be talking to those who are believing God for something and I have addressed over time that sometimes that is the issue that you are believing not that you believe. But that is a message for another day. So let's focus on what I'm really here to talk about today. I'm here to remind you of the faithfulness of God. I'm here to remind you today, and possibly even this week, that we serve a God who can be trusted to keep his promise. Anytime God promises you something, you can rest on it, especially because everything seems to be failing in the world today. No matter where you put your faith, it seems like it's falling. If it's the economy of the world, it looks like it's failing. If it is your friends and family, They'll definitely do something to hurt you at some point. But God says that we should hold tightly. Some other versions say, hold unswervingly. Some say, let us hold resolutely to the hope we profess, to the confession of our hope, without wavering to the hope that we affirm. So that thing that you've been saying you really want, that thing that you've prayed about, you've asked God for, that thing that you've said, no matter what, I know God will give it to me. God is saying to remind you that just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean you should let go of what you're hoping for. You see, hope is a very powerful force. If you don't have hope, then you really wouldn't get the faith for that thing you hope for because. It starts with hope, and then faith gives substance to your hope, and then you get your manifestation. So many years ago, as a young girl, I was about 16 years old, so probably 1995, if I remember correctly. I had just gotten into university, and then... I started having different health complications and I went to the hospital and the doctors diagnosed me with polycystic ovarian syndrome. And then they, I, had, I had quite some unexplained uterine bleed and they just couldn't trace it. But one of the things that stood out for me, apart from everything else, was the fact that the doctor said to me, you may never be able to have a child. And from that point on, it became a seed that started to grow. And you see, positive things happen the same way negative things happen. So the same way that seed was planted in my heart, that you may never be able to have a child. And the doctor, take note, said may. He didn't say will, because you're the they're not God. He said, you may never be able to have a child. He said, because that's one of the symptoms of this condition. Now, it became a seed in my heart. And every time I went to a different doctor for a second opinion, they confirmed it. In fact, one doctor said to me, you may be able to have a child, but with medical intervention. So let's thank God for medicine. And so there was a little glimmer of hope, but the not having a child sounded louder. So it became a fear. And like Job said, the thing I feared the most came upon me because when I met this amazing young man who wanted to marry me, all I could think was I won't be able to give him a child. And apart from thinking it, of course my body was giving me symptoms to encourage that thought pattern. And so we began the journey of doctors and began that journey from doctor to doctor. And I'm not even going to bore you with all the miraculous things that God had to do to get my attention. I'm just going to give you the two major promises. And I mean, there were a lot of promises, but the two major promises that stood out for me that got my attention. Those were the things that made me begin to think that maybe I should listen more to God than the voices of the doctors and other human beings. So I remember one particular scenario where my sister had said to me, to this doctor we've gone to that doctor there was some complication go to this doctor we had gone to that doctor they had seen something else and we just kept moving and then at some point i was praying and god took me to isaiah 8 19 to 22 so i'm going to read you the message translation because at that time that was the bible i was always carrying about with me so it was easy for god to speak to me through that bible so it was always in my bag i had a message bible in my bag and he said to me Verse 19, when people tell you, try out the fortune tellers, consult the spiritualists, why not tap into the spirit world, get in touch with the dead, tell them, no, we're going to study the scriptures. People who try the other ways get nowhere, a dead end. Frustrated and famished, they try one thing after another and when nothing works out, they get angry. Cursing first this God and then that one looking this way and that way, up, down, and sideways, and seeing nothing, a blank wall, an empty hole, they end up in the dark with nothing. Now, this was the full scripture God gave me, but I couldn't shake that I had never seen it before then. He said, try out the fortune tellers, consult the spiritualists. Why not tap into the spirit world? Get in touch with the dead. And he gave me an answer. So every time people would come to me, let's go and see this doctor. Let's go and do this thing. There's this prayer line. There's this miracle place. He said, tell them, no, we're going to study the scriptures because people who try the other ways get nowhere, a dead end. That's why I knew that God wanted me to study the scriptures. And God wanted that to be my answer. And you know, the only reason why you can confidently tell people, no, I'm going to stick to what I'm doing is because you are holding fast to the faith that you profess. You're trying to hold on unswervingly, unwaveringly to what you believe. I believed that God had promised me that he was going to give me children. And so I held on to it. He gave me instruction and I held on to it. And I boldly answered people. Every time they said, oh, there's this prayer line. I'd say, no, I'm going to study the scriptures. Oh, there's this doctor. No, I'm going to study the scriptures. Oh, there's this. I had to have my heart settled on the one who could do it for me. And Isaiah 30, verse 15 to 17, the message translation. This was after another interesting episode. I was supposed to go see my doctor and I met my doctor's wife. And I've shared this story many times. So like I said, I'm not going to bore you with it. You can find it in most of my YouTube videos. And I met my doctor's wife a few days before I was going to see him. I never knew her before then. And so I had a conversation with her. And she said, oh, her children, David and Davida, And so I just assumed she already had kids. So I said, "Oh, I'm going to come and sew into your life," and she said, "Oh, yes, you know." So we just laughed. We just met anyway. That was my first time meeting us. We just laughed and moved on. And then my friend, who I went to visit and we met at that, uh, met her, met my doctor's wife at the place, said to me, "Don't you know that woman?" I said, "No, I don't know her." I said, "Ah, you don't know that woman?" I said, "No, I don't know her." Said. So I said, am I supposed to? She said, yes, that's your doctor's wife. And I was like, wow. So my doctor has David and Davida. And she said, which David and Davida? Now faith she did talk. What that means simply is she was believing as well. And so I sat in my car, shut the door, about to drive off to the office, and I heard the Holy Spirit loud and clear. He said, why wouldn't you let me help you? The person you're going to, to help you is looking to me for the same thing. And I sat there and I cried. And I heard in my heart Isaiah 30, 15 to 17. And he said, God, the master, the holy of Israel had this solemn counsel. Your salvation requires you to turn back to me and stop your silly efforts to save yourselves. Your strength will come from settling down in complete dependence on me. The very thing you've been unwilling to do. You've said no way we'll rush off on horseback. He says, you'll rush off all right, just not far enough. You said, we'll ride off on fast horses. Do you think your pursuers ride old nags? Think again. A thousand of you will scatter before one attacker. Before a mere five, you'll all run off. There'll be nothing left of you. A flagpole on a hill with no flag, a signpost on a road sign with the sign torn off. And when I read the scripture, like I said, the whole scripture is what it gave me. But the beginning part was what hit me so strongly. It said, stop your silly efforts to save yourself. Your strength will come from settling down in complete dependence on me. The very thing you've been unwilling to do. And to be honest, at that point, I hadn't settled down to do this. I was unwilling because I really didn't see it as a possibility. But let me tell you something. When God promises you something, hold on god gave me these promises and i walked with god on this i studied the scriptures i confessed the word i kept searching i kept searching i kept searching until i found it and the bible says that when you have found it, there shall be a reward i knew like i knew my name that i was going to have my babies god had said it he had given me so many promises these are just two of the ones that stood up but he gave me so many promises that if i serve the lord my god he will bless my bread and water my children will surround my table. He promised me he would take sickness from my mist. He promised me that I will not be barren. I will not have a miscarriage and he will fulfill the number of my days. He promised, he made so many promises to me that I'm not barren, i bear be a twin. So I went around confessing and I went around telling everyone that I wanted or cared to hear that I knew I was pregnant. It took me another five years. Yes, you heard me right. Another five years. Because in August 22nd, 2013, I had Davida. And August 22nd, 2015, I had David. And I think God did it that way, just to prove to me that the first time was not a fluke. He knew exactly what he was doing. And so I'm here to encourage you, because I don't know what it is that you're holding on to God for, but don't let go. Hold on so tightly. Hold on like your life depends on it, because it does. Hold on to what you believe. Hold on to what you profess. Hold on to the hope that you are firm. Hold on without wavering. Keep saying it. Keep believing it. Don't stop. Just keep talking. Keep saying it. God will do it. God has done it. God has done it. God has done it. Don't doubt. Don't stop. Don't worry. Don't. Just rest in God. Because the God who has promised you can be trusted. How do I know? I have two of them running around in my house right now. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible Before Breakfast with Mildred king